0: Last time, on base funk.
1: Because she is a red dragon, and with that came a plus one bonus to AC, the ability to fly, and the ability to breathe fire on people.
2: I used to kill a lot of people. It wasn't on purpose, but apparently people are um a lot better at drowning than I thought. So, you know, <laughs> they drowned.
0: Okay, I want to try casting a level three spell. Speak with dead.
3: Yeah, you can collect my debts. Penny owes me, and
4: Wolf owes me. I think that she was frozen and then broken to pieces and then scattered, which is why there isn't much of a blood trail around, it seems.
2: Oh, heck, you got
0: a cool ghost too?
4: The creature is called a flail snail.
0: <laughs> is there anything interesting at all if we go see Wolf?
3: I'm I'm saying he might have his own things going on that I don't know if you want to get dragged into. Have you seen the uh,
1: other version of me that's around town? She calls herself Claire now.
3: Claire? Yeah, I know. She came over here. I she, I got her a pretty cool uh, ghost friend. It kind of looks like a manta ray, but with like a demon face. It's really scary. It's cool. I'll just give Noah, uh, Alice a like, kind of knowing glance. Hey, I'm here to- I just came out of the room of the, Lily, the Lily's leader. Like, obviously, I'm plotting some stuff. And she doesn't know you also did that. What would
2: I roll to stealthily try to hold Claudia's hand?
3: Well, I mean, if you narrow it down to just everyone she pissed off, I guess that leaves everyone. So, I mean, is that helpful?
0: Can I cast Detect Thoughts?
3: She's like basically going through like a mental ledger. I'm going to have to get somebody on Blood Mountain because we're going to have to shake him down for the next house. Carrie uh, is fallen behind on her drink quota. Got to get Wolf's necklace. Warden Light is standing outside the sacrum and the spirits are being sucked down into the mirror.
4: Will it be possible to release them if the barrier ever comes down, your your grace?
3: My imprisonment is conditional on the reform of the prisoner.
4: Philosophical or not, there is at least some practical reasons to try to get this barrier down, and I still aim to find a way to make that happen. The
3: only thing I know for sure is the man who made this mirror was a good man. His intentions were pure, and the magic involved is unimpeachable.
1: Uh, We need to talk. You know why I'm here, right? Yeah,
3: we came to take down the barrier to show everybody that we're just as good as
1: Stella. The best way I have to accomplish that goal right now is to kill you. So that's why I thought we needed to talk.
3: Claire casts Fireball.
2: And for the record, Austin, I will always be each of the sex joke. (laughs) That sounded like a
3: threat. Can you rephrase that in a way that doesn't sound like a
4: threat? (laughs) That that sounded like I'll always be each of the sex jokes is what I heard you say. Also that. That as well.
1: I'm very uncomfortable because I was listening to Pandora before this, and it was a rock station, and now I have the cover art for Limp Bizkit's Chocolate Starfish and a hot dog-flavored water on my screen, and I'm just staring at essentially a butthole that won't <laughs> go away.
3: Mm-hmm. And I are like weird pale babies or yeah, something. Weird
1: pale babies in a sea of hot dogs holding up a starfish with a butthole. mm
3: <laughs> I think we should just spend a couple minutes just having off-topic joke time, because nothing pressing happened at the end of the last episode, so we don't really need to jump in to mo- maintain
1: any momentum. <laughs> Instead of getting to the topic at hand, why don't we spend a little bit just reminiscing about the Legends of the Hidden Temple and how no one could put together the Shrine of the Silver Monkey correctly? hmm
3: Is that the Agro Crag show?
1: No. Legends of the Hidden Temple with Omek, the big stone-faced talky uh, animatronic dude. Yeah, Omek, mid. Which one's agrocrag That the that's guts. That's guts, yeah. It's been a while. Come on, Austin. Get your nineties Nickelodeon game shows straight. Next you're gonna be telling you mix up Nick's Ar- Nick Arcade and Finders Keepers. They're very different.
4: Very, very different.
0: I don't ha- I I didn't grow up with most of these. I grew up with, with Funhouse, which I don't know if is a British thing or not. Do you
3: guys ever worry that Nickelodeon gave a lot of kids? kinks with all the sliming.
4: Ah!
3: <laughs> I feel like dumping slime on someone at that young age imprints on them.
4: Is that what you did to Dora a few episodes back, though?
3: Hey, She definitely got slimed. I'm just saying in hindsight.
2: So is slime your kink, Austin? Is that what you're telling us? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no! I didn't <laughs> grow up with these Nickelodeon shows, but I can certainly understand how, as a child being dumped in slime and that being a very like hey also you won this is the best day of your life ever and you're covered in slime could lead to some psychological stuff going on see i'm not the only one who had that train of
4: thought <laughs> so you're you're proposing that the next patreon goal is that you buy the rights to double dare is that what you want to do now <laughs>
1: What would I even do with it? I don't have any... What are you
4: going to do with Bloody Roar? You okay. eat
1: the giant peanut butter and jelly sandwich they occasionally hit a flag in.
3: Let's get this very straight sketch. If I ever do get Bloody Roar from Konami, who who I think owns it now because they bought Hudson, who used to own it, uh, I will definitely do something with it. I'll write novels. I'll commission the Skullgirls people to make a new one. I'll do something. I'll make. There will be more Bloody Roar content. Trust me. <laughs> even if it has to be... Season 8 of this show, and you all can just turn into animals, which
4: we've kind of almost already done. Make everyone a druid. Done.
0: I was gonna say, everyone turning into animals seems like a great segue to get us back on track to that thing that Austin tried to get us back on track to a minute ago, unsuccessfully. (laughs)
3: Yeah, I give you guys a lot of freedom on this show and you've never failed to punish me for it. <laughs> Anytime I'm like, here's a little bit of rope, you just start running with it. Uh, yeah.
0: Any good DM gives their players room to go completely off topic and not address the fact that a fireball was thrown at someone. All right, you've invoked the magic word, which is fireball, which is
3: a- an incredibly uh, evocative spell for Claire in particular, because like, the first time Claire and... Zoe saw each other on the stairs, like, eye to eye. She threw a fireball. She shows it off every time they meet. Like, "Oh, look how big the fireball I can make. So it's like her signature spell, almost. So when you came up to her, like, oh, I might have to kill you. She just cast it, like, instinctually. It's like her thing. Mm -hmm. Which is to say, in hindsight, you being a red dragon who is immune to fire (laughs) is not... It's not because Austin forgot that, (laughs) that... that Claire cast Fireball. It's because of a, a really well-established <laughs> and complex character reason, and not just because I'm a dingus.
1: Yeah, th- there was some next-level storytelling being done there, guys. That's that's what it's all about. There's layers
3: to it. <laughs> um, yeah. like an onion.
1: Like an ogre. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I quit. Shrek! Uh, I can't get ogre all these terrible puns. <laughs> Zoe is incinerated. Uh- <laughs>
1: and that's it wanna roll up a new character Chris? no I'm this dog I'm that robotic dog (laughs) the collection of various dog souls I told you about before
3: Um, which was oddly prescient with the whole sharing souls with animals thing yeah okay
1: also he's a monk
3: my audacity says we're seven minutes in so here's what the scene is the avant-garde and the rocks are on one side of the sacrum the big lighthouse tower that they were gathered around to watch warden light trap The souls of the departed per roland's instructions so they're separated and zoe took claire aside to talk they went around back of the tower so these two groups are separated they know they're separated but there's no reason for the avant-garde to think anything untoward is going on on the other side where claire has just kamehameha blasted (laughs) Her sister. That's how, like, I want you to picture it. It's just, like, this huge... It's way bigger than... She probably cast it at, like, a higher level, right? She, like, went all out with the slots and just... It would have incinerated Zoe on the spot, but you're a red dragon, so you just kind of no-sell it. And, like, the ground around you is scorched down to the dirt. There's, like, a huge trail of ash, and you're just standing there, like, blinking, like... I I I don't know what you say, but... Because we would roll for it if it had a possibility <laughs> of damaging you. And it does not.
1: Oh, that's a shame. I, I, I was so looking forward to the notion that that fireball could have literally just one shot killed me. Yeah, because it
3: does 8d6 damage and you have 39 health, which means it could have killed you in one
1: shot. Yeah, that would have been a pretty sweet way to go out. But be like, hey guys, I got killed <laughs> mid-thing last, last week. I didn't even get a chance to do anything in it, really.
4: We're all proud of you. Good job.
1: Yeah. So Zoe, I think, is going to kind of uh, take stock of the situation because she was expecting a conversation to start <laughs> at that point, and instead, uh, immediately, it was violence. And that violence then just also happened to be something that was completely ineffectual. It was like trying to mm-hmm. use a fighting type on a ghost, uh, ghost Pokemon just didn't do anything. Oh, that's the perfect.
0: It's <laughs> the perfect comparison.
1: <laughs> Uh, So she's just going to kind of look towards Claire and just say, so do you want to try talking things out now? (laughs) You just said you're going to kill me. I said I was asked to kill you, but I came to you because I told you I wanted to have a talk first. Uh, Persuasion to dial this tension back. (laughs) All right. So Zoe actually has a pretty good persuasion. 25.
2: Damn, son.
1: That is very good. Wow.
3: Yep, so she does not hit you with another spell right away, which she would have
1: done if you had not crushed that check. And she says, all right, talk. Look, I I don't know everything that's been going on with you since, I guess, the Hawthorne Manor, really. But I know that things are complicated for both of us. And I know that you're already on the outs with Lady Nim and the rest of the Lilies right now. So when do you get to the part about you killing me or not killing me? Because it sounds like
3: you're doing a lot of talking around the assassination part of this.
1: Well, I wouldn't say it's an assassination since I told you I was here to kill you before I even attempted to. But uh, I guess that's neither here nor there. The point is, is that you know why I'm in Ilium and what I'm ultimately trying to do here. And I don't know if your goal's the same or not, but for me, it's all about trying to find out how to fix this town. And and what I need to do to accomplish that is get more information, which Lady Nim promised me she'd give me if I killed you. But that doesn't mean I'm just going to do what she says. There might be a different way of doing things. And what... what do you suggest? Uh, well, I mean... I guess I've thrown out crazier ideas before, but what if we banded together, formed our own super grand sister alliance, and fought back against Lady Nim?
3: That seems like a suicidal idea. Have you ever seen what she can do?
1: I think the only thing I've seen her do is that wall snappy floaty move that you did before. Yeah, control gravity itself. Not quite an amateur move. Yeah, but like... I'm a dragon and you have all my cool spells without the wild magic and hey worst case scenario I have the wild magic and who knows what could happen all
3: right uh, so this is a <laughs> persuasion check to convince her to fight someone who could control the very forces of reality itself so you know just your
1: standard check so disadvantage advantage <laughs> 27
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Oh, great. Great work.
3: Before we started this episode, I literally wrote in the Skype chat in all caps, BOSS FIGHT, because I thought this was going to go so differently.
1: (laughs) It still might, Austin. You never know.
4: You never know. Also, you didn't say which boss we were fighting. I mean, come on, that that would be spoilers. I thought it was
3: implicit. (laughs) Uh, You get a 27 to persuade her to turn on Lady Nim, and she says... How do I know you're telling the truth about all of this? How do you know
1: this isn't just some kind of test? So he's gonna say look, at the end of the day, if this isn't something you want, then the way this is going to go is the two of us are gonna fight, and one of us is gonna die. If I kill you, I get the information from Lady Nim, and if you kill me maybe that earns you some favor back in with Lady Nim, and you go back and, I don't know, do things from there. But I just also know that there's a third scenario where we don't have to kill one another and I'm not looking forward to the idea of killing someone who's essentially myself but a more intimate kind of way not myself as well. I I
3: guess that makes sense and also you're a dragon now and I'm not sure I know how to kill you. <laughs> so, mm, you have me at a disadvantage. I get do you have a actual plan for Killing Lady
1: Nim, or you just think we're going to stroll in there and zap her? I mean, you know me and my usual sort of notion when it comes to plans. Oh my god, you're just going to walk in and start shooting magic missiles. I mean, I just walked up to you and said, let's talk, I might have to kill you. I don't have plans.
3: I know, I'm just realizing how screwed we are. Uh, maybe she'll, maybe you'll summon an elephant and it'll just fall on her?
1: Uh, I don't know. I don't think I've seen something wild magic like that happen twice. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I guess the odds of that are low. Oh my God. Okay. Do your friends know? Cause there's one, two, three,
1: four, five of them out there. Uh, no. I mean, they don't know about, I think any of this really. Maybe they have notions of things, but I haven't talked to them about it. I didn't really think this is something that they should get involved in. I wouldn't want to force it upon them since, as you kind of said, this might end up being a one-way kind of trip. It might be, but 7
3: versus 1 gives us a lot higher chance of it not being a one-way trip than 2 versus 1. True. Oh, man. I can't- mm. I just got away from all the wild magic stuff- And I thought I was finally going to be free. And now I'm caught up in your shenanigans. And it's just, it's like
1: disaster follows me. Uh, well, no, it it just follows me. And I just keep getting myself involved in other people's lives, so. You couldn't just let me be in a cool gang and do cool gang shit? I absolutely was happy with letting you do that. But it doesn't seem like that's going quite the way you think it was. This is just like that time when we had the recital,
3: and Stella scheduled her Big Magic show on the same day, and nobody showed up, and it was just like, can someone think about me
1: for once? Yeah. I wish mom had remembered to pick us up afterwards. Or I guess,
3: (laughs) me. And even now my new surrogate mom apparently wants me dead. Why? Because I broke some plates and cups? And also haven't gotten your soul? Which, frankly, seems like a pretty tall order for a first
1: mission. I don't think my soul's even really all that much worth it when you think about it. No, it's full of elephants. (laughs) What?
3: Well, they have to come from somewhere. (laughs) That's just logic.
1: True, I can't argue with that. Look, Claire, can I ask you something? I get- I mean, we're in it, you're standing in a crater- (laughs) <laughs> that I just inflicted on us, so... Not the craziest thing I've been standing in throughout time. <laughs> oh, we went through so many shoes! <laughs> I don't know if that town ever did get a new mayor. <laughs> oh, So, yeah. Hit me. What's up? What is it that you really want? Like, you were created off of me... And up until that point, you had all of my memories, all of my motivations, everything. But from that point forwards, you were your own person. So it's not fair for me to think that you have all the same desires and all the same wants that I do. So what is it that you want? <sighs> I I just wanted to be normal.
3: I had a chance. And I guess it's ruined now.
1: Ah, oh, man.
4: All I can say is that Zoe better not suggest that they play against each other in dragon chess, because that would totally not work as a plan.
1: What if me and you face Roland in dragon chess? <laughs> <laughs> and we'll just keep switching places, and you won't know which one of us is, is which. I don't think we're going to parent trap our way out of this. <laughs> we can parent trap our way out of any situation if we try hard enough. <laughs> no, because you're a dragon now, Zoe! <laughs> Look, I'm not going to force you into any of these situations. It's up to you with what you want to decide to do. If you want it to go the way it looks like it might, and the two of us see who comes out ahead, so be it. And just know that no matter what happens, it wasn't the result I kind of wanted us to have, but, you know, I love you no matter what. But... If you want to take the risk and see if we can maybe pull off the turnabout that no one expects, well, (laughs) I'm with you on it. That is what Stella would do. Well, I don't know. Stella might have already fixed things by now, but we're not about doing what Stella does. We're about doing what Zoe and Claire do, which is usually fuck things up, but (laughs) hey, we could win.
3: I guess, and also, if by some miracle I do manage to defeat you now, your friends would probably find me. This is a
1: very small bubble. I would make sure that that wouldn't be an issue. Wait, you probably should have told me that, huh? Uh, I mean, <laughs> do we want to go back a little bit? Do we want to rewind things? <laughs>
3: <laughs> you f- dork. You never think I- we never plan anything... okay. You know what? This time we plan it right. You go and get your friends on board. I'll go back to Tarsus and see if I can figure out something that'll help us when the time comes. But we're not just going to stumble into this like a couple of fuck-ups, like we always do.
1: Uh, I mean, I guess you have a point, but at the same time, you know, why not do it the Zoe Claire way? It's gotten us this far.
3: (laughs) I mean... This far, and she gestures to (laughs) around you, which is an overcast sky that you caused, a flaming field that she caused, the general imprisonment that both of you decided on. This far is not a ringing endorsement of our methods. So if you want to just walk over there now and she'll turn the gravity up and crush our bones into oatmeal, I mean, I guess there are worse ways to go. I can't think of any, but I'm sure
1: there are. You're forgetting something. Uh-huh. And to give you the visual for this, if you've never <laughs> seen the wrestler Rob Van Dam, he does a very signature move at this point, And she's going to be oh, doing, so, like, the fingers pointing to herself. She's like, I'm a red dragon. Boosh! Yeah, which means you can't
3: get hurt by fire. You do realize that comes standard on devils, right? Well, now I do. <laughs> Congratulations on getting to where they start. Uh see, this is what I'm talking about. I don't think you have a, a, a basic grasp of what we're up against.
1: No, but as you said, if I get my friends to help, then they can put a plan behind all this passionate conviction. Or you could just kill me and go about your way. I mean, you have a choice, although I'd probably beat you. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, I have more tricks up my sleeve than you might think. I do. I can do other things besides
1: fireballs. Are they all ineffective against dragons, though? All right, you know what? <laughs> Go talk to your friends. We'll we'll meet
3: later. Jesus, she wouldn't say Jesus. <laughs> I keep doing that. Uh, no, it's it's her old pet dog. Jesus.
2: Jesus is canon.
3: Yeah, Jesus is canon as the pet dog. Yeah.
2: Was he particularly rambunctious? Is that the backstory?
3: He used to fart a lot. <laughs> The backstory is that something wacky happened to him with Wild Magic. Like we turned him purple or something. (laughs) He grew wings. (laughs) No (laughs) one questioned it. (laughs) Yeah, he didn't come down for a week. We had to lure him with all the bacon in the village. (laughs) (laughs) That smell never came out. It was
1: delicious.
2: (laughs) What's wrong with all of
1: us? We're the best. That's what's wrong with us. I may have smoked a little too much meth before tonight's recording.
3: No such thing. All right, go talk to your friends. I'll catch you later. Stop telling people you're going to kill them. It's not a great opener.
1: Ah, I feel like this one's end result still kind of proved the uh, old method. So <laughs> oh. I'm gonna keep doing what I do, and she's gonna fly off. Okay.
3: <laughs> All right. So boss fight averted.
1: <laughs> Austin's like so many me- so many statistics I came up with. Hey, I was ready to rumble, but yeah.
4: Is this a running trend for us now, where we basically just sort of circumvent boss fights?
3: I don't know if I said that this season, but I said this last season definitely, that a pacifist run is 100% possible. Uh, You you decide your own uh, involvement in Project Mayhem. So, if you guys want to go full-on Undertale bad ending, you can. I don't think it's the most interesting podcast
1: we can do, (laughs) but whatever feels right for your characters.
3: Mm
4: -hmm.
1: I mean... It's not as though I really removed the boss fight. I just delayed one boss fight for a much more epic one to come down the line. (laughs) Yeah, you you rescheduled it in hard mode is what you did. (laughs) I was basically like, get out of here with your Ansem. I want to fight
3: Sephiroth now. Oh, you mean this guy that I'm immune to their attacks? No, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, Zoe Legrand rejoins the Avant Guards, and you guys were on your mission to uncover the killer?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: currently at large, who is responsible for the death of Lyra the Fire Giant. And as far as you guys all know, the killer is Garrick the Great, and that's where you are.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, I, I meticulously craft the last time on Dice Funk sections to include all of the plot-relevant details, so anybody, listener or player, if you're like, what are, you, what are the important things that we've learned for this murder investigation? They're in there if you have
1: time to re-listen to them. See, I don't listen to those just like I don't watch the preview before an HBO episode, because those sometimes spoil things. I think in hindsight, you'll
3: be like, oh, okay, that, yeah, I see now why he included that. But I don't, I don't know if they're spoilers per
1: se. I'm also lazy.
0: I go back and listen to them, I'm just too slow to pick up on what's being hinted at. (laughs) I'll, I'll get it, like, when season four starts, I'll listen back and be like, oh, that's why that was there, but...
1: Oh, we were all trapped in Ilium.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so what do you guys do next?
4: We had the other lead of dealing with Wolf as another uh, another person that could be tied up in all this.
0: What what was it that Sylvia said about Wolf? She said something to the effect of uh he would be not necessarily adversarial, but he would make things he would complicate things for us, I think was the phrase that was used.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Yes. All the characters in town seem to represent an arcana, one of the major arcanas of Tarot, and Wolf is strength, although it does not seem it will be your strength (laughs) if you choose to entangle him in this, but that is the best lead you have.
0: Right, let's go get ourselves complicated in someone else's nonsense, (laughs) I guess.
3: All right, so I guess you guys head over to Wolf the Troll, who lives uh, at the bottom of a hill near the barrier. This is kind of a muddy farmland uh he doesn't have a house this is the kind of simple i accidentally gave him kind of a prospector voice i was going for like southern farmer kind of guy and it got away from me but now it's canon and he does not particularly appreciate any of your guys's appearance on his land in fact he sees you coming from a way off and he's like oh no the popo's back all right i know my rights and he has a shovel and he's waving it around and there's he's kicking up mud and he has his nice scarf on and his necklace and he just immediately just starts yelling at you
2: hi wolf
3: uh-huh you can take your hide and you can put it right up your nose with all your lies the lie nose. that's where they're that's where they're stored that's what my mom always said
2: what did i lie about
3: i don't know i'm sure you're lying right now that's how you do
2: what you're making no sense
3: Y'all said you were going to be my friends and you were going to visit. And what? You, when do you even be here? You All a whole bunch of days off. You didn't even come over once.
2: I, I had a lot of sleepovers scheduled. We're here now.
3: Yeah, I bet this is a social visit. You don't want nothing, right? It's just going to be talking about us and our friendship and how close we are together and no, nothing else. No ulterior motives. Yes.
2: Come on,
3: Wolf. I knew it.
4: You're acting like you're hiding something, Wolf.
3: I'm gonna hide my shovel inside of your booty. <laughs> what do you think of that, pretty
4: boy?
2: So you think he's pretty?
4: Roland once again. What Roland once again looks at the camera uh, after that. Just you wouldn't be acting so defensive if there wasn't a good reason for it. So.
3: Oh, that is- you're right! That is me! You know me very well, you know all my tics and quirks, and you figured me out, because we're such close friends. I think he's being
0: sarcastic.
4: <laughs> Roller's Roll <is laughs> gonna lean, lean over to Valtari and just sort of mention, perhaps you can work something out of him.
0: Do you to just weasel into his head? Seems like the easiest way to deal with this.
4: Possibly, but he also seems to respond poorly to magic being used against him, so maybe not lead with that.
0: Fine, fine.
4: He also doesn't know you yet, so it might make it easier.
3: He doesn't know either Veltari or the mysterious red dragon, but he just seems to think like you're all the feds. So, like
4: <laughs> You're all the popo?
3: Yeah, exactly. He doesn't even acknowledge that there's new people.
0: I'm I'm going to try and deceive Wolf quite considerably here. Um at this point, I'm gonna join in with Wolf and start being antagonistic to the rest of the party, as if they have <laughs> captured me because they are the Popo. <laughs> okay, this is a gambit. <laughs> oh, I, I, thank you that someone else has noticed that these that the Popo are just, ah, uh, they they are ridiculous, aren't they? They are ridiculous.
4: That's what we are ridiculous
0: deception to
3: see how this this whole charade starts 23 all right <laughs> not a single person is rolled under 23 today cool all right so I guess he buys it <laughs> he's like oh they got you too huh why is because because of the horns is it purple
0: yeah they're really they're, they're really not a fan of anyone that just is a bit different to them and likes to have fun I guess like uh such such nerds. Y'all threatened? Is that what it is? Just, just strong, different people? Exactly! They they are a bit ridiculous, aren't they? Uh, my name's Valtari, by the way. <laughs>
3: so there's a bit of a distance between y'all, because he waves his shovel when people try to get closer to him. Now that you've kind of got him on your side, are you going to try to close that distance?
0: I'm going to try and close that distance, and I'm hoping the rest of the party follows me so that my, my I am a prisoner is not given away. <laughs>
4: Roland will at least sort of follow up behind Vel- Valtari, acting as usual, so. For you to
3: assist in pulling this caper off, Roland, mm. I need you to make a deception check, too, to sell mm. it.
4: Mm. This is gonna be this is, this is is gonna be the hard one here. Yeah. Six on oh. my attempt.
3: <laughs> Alright, so you say, yeah, these people are jerks, I'm Valtari, and you start walking forward, and then when Roland tries to follow you... Wolf jumps forward aggressively with a shovel and says, "No, nah, get back!
1: Hey, hey, back
3: out of here!" And he starts waving a shovel in your face.
4: If you want to hit me, Wolf, just do it and get it over with.
3: All right, just, that's permission. Y'all heard him. <laughs> I heard it. That counts. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Are you gonna Are you gonna do anything to try to?
4: Nope. No. No.
3: Twenty three. Yeah, he hits me. All right. He wangs you. <laughs> yeah. Get wanged.
0: <laughs> ah,
4: well done wolf well done for seven damage okay so that dropped me from 88 down to 79 <laughs> hit points <laughs> all right all right now you're just showing off because i hit you right square in the head of my
3: shovel and you're like oh i don't care i'm a big strong man look at my muscles
4: you gave me a nosebleed there wolf
0: as roland was hit i want to run over towards wolf
3: Alright, so you're closing the distance, you rolled really well, so he doesn't suspect you
0: right now? Okay, so I'm gonna run over as if I'm trying to get away from Roland while he's distracted. Oh my gosh, alright, so we're just taking this all the way, huh? I'm, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna see how far this rabbit hole goes. <laughs> okay.
4: See, granted, like this is honestly the best way Roland can act as a distraction, just be a, a be a distraction slash meat shield of sorts. <laughs> so.
3: Alright, so he wangs you on the head. Uh, Veltari runs behind him as if, you know, seeking shelter behind him from her captor. Wow, I did not see this coming. What are Theodora and Zoe doing? You guys are just watching from a distance.
2: I feel like I'm still making googly eyes at Claudia.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, the the rocks are here. They're also just observing because they know Wolf. They don't want any of this.
2: And I'm distracted by the potential threesome situation. <laughs> I was going to use a more tactful phrase, but then I decided, let's just call this what it is.
4: This is the only thing that will make uh, Dora stop caring about winning the case.
3: I like to imagine Lauren's notes for this week's recording are just a big, (laughs) big sticky note that just says, get it.
0: (laughs) Get it. Yeah.
3: In capital letters.
0: So I'm behind Wolf. Is that correct?
3: Yeah, and he- I mean, now that you're really close to him, he doesn't smell great. He doesn't look particularly great. I mean, trolls are kind of gnarly. He lives out in the dirt, and he's all sweaty and gross.
0: Okay, I'm gonna use another level two spell slot to do detect thoughts while he's not paying attention to me. So, detect thoughts
3: allows you to see the surface level thoughts. I actually checked the rules because I think I, I misspoke on the last episode. Um, whether or not you fail the check when you go deeper into the the hidden thoughts, they do know. Yeah. The check is for whether or not they can repel you to keep those thoughts. Whether they can
0: prevent me from getting into those thoughts, yeah. That's fine. For the second, I just want to be on surface level thoughts again while this whole thing is going on. And I may decide to go deeper in a second, but we'll see. Alright, so the surface level
3: of thoughts on wolf's mind right now are him it's basically just like a puppet show of him walloping roland with a shovel (laughs) like a punch and (laughs) judy show he's like really excited about it but it's not like it's not like mortal Kombat fatalities it's not like he just wants to kill roland he just wants to bop him around to work out his frustration and because there's like some resentment there and i think there may be like a couple of flashes of like you, you know that meme of Wolverine on his bed with the picture <laughs> and Jean Grey, but <laughs> it's like that, but with Roland. And so there's like this, uh, there's this substrate layer of like latent, like disappointment in the potential friendship that is overcome by all this frustration
0: and resentment. Uh, dude, d- 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 why, 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 why are the popo after you? I didn't do nothing. I'm just trying to farm my gosh dang food. And everyone comes over and bother me, always ask me questions. And everyone wants to hang out and come over and just get a pizza. So they're not the only ones who've been bothering you? Every, everybody
3: picks on Wolf. Everyone picked on me outside. They pick on me inside. They picked on my daddy.
0: They picked on my daddy's daddy. Everyone's always picking on us. Look, we, we've got to stick together as people getting picked on by the people that, you know, can pick on us. Who's Who in here has been picking on you that I can I can deal with if I get away from them? I mean, try to find
3: somebody who ain't picked on me. Bring everyone over here. I'll point them out. Anyone in particular?
2: Wait, how did I pick on you? Didn't you make it rain? That wasn't me.
3: (laughs) I think it was you.
2: No, I've just been, you know, holding hands with this cute girl over here.
3: (laughs) First of all, (laughs) you're just crying. You're going to take the focus of the scene and make it entirely entirely about you. (laughs) <laughs> in your pants situation. Second of all, you're gonna force us to confront the Robin question. Um
1: let's do that, and then right afterwards, Zoe will announce that we all need to kill Lady Nim. We'll just uh, we'll just put this <laughs> on the conga line of
4: just escalating. And on top of that, isn't that kind of rubbing it in that Wolf doesn't have any friends to point yeah. up, hey, I got this friend I'm holding on to right here.
2: is not a tactful person.
4: No, I, and it's, I'm and i just saying. I'm just trying to
3: unspool the implications. All right. So Robin pulls, well, doesn't physically pull because that would end in screaming. Gestures for you, Theodora, and Claudia to have a sidebar. You, get, you are pulled out of this interaction and you're going to have your own thing in a second. Meanwhile, yeah, this does just kind of rub it in Wolf's face that you're over there. And I guess you're trying to get yourself two lovers. He can't
0: even get someone to hang out with him. Hey, hey, Wolf, don't listen to them. You don't need them. You've got me now. We're cool. We're cool. Uh, wait, uh, you're going to be my friend? I'll be your friend. Sure. Why not? Deception, I guess. Or persuasion, theoretically. <laughs> uh, decep- uh, Do deception, I guess, again. 23.
3: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Wolf is convinced that you're on his side and that you are adversarial with the avant garde so yeah, he's just like it's it's clobbering time, I guess, because th- they're threatening his new friend. So he says, "Y'all get out of here, or I'm gonna wallop all of you." I- I'm just gonna give them out. It's a free wallop giveaway at Wolf's place. If
4: this was about your invitation that came in, when he got it lost in some papers, I think either that or things came up. In either case, I'm I'm sorry if I upset you.
3: All I heard was, please wallop me in my adorable face. Is that what you said? Because that's what it sounded like.
4: If it'll stop you from being antagonistic, go ahead.
3: You heard him. That's permission. (laughs) (laughs) He said I could. 23. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's a lot of 23s tonight. 17.
4: All right. That takes me down to 62 damage. The hell points left
3: he'll have to wallop you another like eight times to knock you down but that one actually hurt i think
1: can i roll for zoe to do deception like she's selling the terror of being uh uh, whacked with this shovel like it, it would be like getting whacked with death itself
3: yes absolutely 17 all right, that's pretty good. So you go running
1: off, basically. Yeah, like I, I want to sell it like, uh, like cartoonish, like not cartoonishly, but it's like an exaggerated, like, oh, 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 like as, a, <laughs> like as a dragon's terrified by a shovel. But <laughs> I want him to feel very awesome by that fact. that The
3: dragon was terrified away by a shovel. Yeah, so he sees that and he turns to Veltar and he's like, "See, That ain't so tough. I'm just gonna give him a wallop, and they're gonna run off."
0: I- if I'd known that, I guess I shouldn't have been their prisoner, if I'd realized that you could just give them a good whack with the shovel.
4: Mm-hmm. Does that make you feel better at all?
0: I feel much better, actually. Thank you for asking. Good. Yeah, now, the rest of you will get- get away now, then, I guess. Off- off you go. Off you go.
4: Hey, 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 I'm supposed to be watching you, you know.
0: Uh, I've got- I've got my friend Wolf here now.
3: Welcome to Wallop City! Population, anyone who stays here. <laughs> <sighs> Hey, Roland, are you immigrating? <laughs> <laughs> I,
4: I I couldn't tell what you said because your accent is so weird, Austin.
3: <laughs> I'm asking you if you're immigrating to Wallop City.
4: <laughs> the proper term would be relocating. senses within the same country.
3: No, Wallop City is its own country, and out there is not getting Wallop Sober
4: City. Nation.
0: <laughs> is it like the Vatican City where it's like a state upon itself? <laughs> yep. Wallop City is a city
3: state, it's, its own sovereign nation.
4: Also, I believe I have my passport right here. Roland points to like the 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 very large bruise on his cheek after being smacked twice by the shovel.
3: Alright, this wordplay has gotten a little above me, so I'm just gonna say <laughs> please leave.
0: I'm going to stay here with Wolf while I hopefully watch the rest of the avant-garde back away. Do you guys back away?
4: Oh, I've already flown away fleeing in terror. Roland just sort of like looks at Valtari for just a brief moment before looking back to Wolf and says, I'll be back, and hopefully you'll be uh, willing to just talk about things next time.
3: I think you'll find our immigration officers are very unkind to (laughs) (laughs) newcomers to Wallop City. You ever play that game, Papers, Please? Wait, what?
1: (laughs) I have the Papers, Please. I'm getting into Wallop City. (laughs) I I also have a computer with Papers, Please on it.
4: I thought you had potatoes here, not papers, but (laughs) fair enough. (sighs) I'm gonna get some ice for this. Roland just sort of turns and walks off loosely in the direction that Zoe ran off to.
3: All right. So, as the avant garde give Veltari space, Wolf turns to her and goes, "What what I did there is called a metaphor. I say a thing that's not the way things are, but it sounds kind of like them, and it makes everyone feel bad because I'm so smart.
0: That's really cool. I I I need to use more of them myself, I guess. Um, and I try and shout to the avant garde as they're going. Um, you all smell like you." Rolled around in something bad. It's not a very good metaphor, but I'm hoping it does the trick. <laughs> yeah, there's more of those. <laughs> yeah, there's more where those came from. Thank you for that, Wolf. Thank you for helping me get away from those, uh, them. Bullies. That's what they are. Yeah, that is what they are. Like, they, they have been coming to look after you all day. They have just had coming to bully you on the brain since first thing this morning when they grabbed me. It's such a
3: shame. I had taters and everything. We could have had ourselves a nice meal. Yeah. Instead, they got to come here and just be all belligerent, which is a fancy word for mean.
0: I, look, <laughs> I, I don't know if there's anything I could do about them, but if I end up seeing them again at some point and I'm not imprisoned at that point, like, if I can help get them off your back, that's that's all I want to do. If I can get them off your back, I want to help with that they 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 were saying something about looking for some wizard uh Garrick the great, something like that, and they for some reason thought you might know either where this guy was or why he might have killed Lyra. like look i I get it if you don't if if you don't know anything, that's fine. they might have just been being bullies for no reason, but is there any chance you know anything that might get them to back off if if I end up bumping into them
3: uh so the wallop city. Uh, scene took a bit, uh, so I don't know, because detect thoughts only last for a minute, so do you want to burn another spell slot to have continued it?
0: Screw it, yeah, I'll burn my third level two spell slot
3: on it. Alright, so you're still in his surface thoughts when you say Garrick the Great, and there's an immediate drastic jump in his thought patterns, but, like, you're in his mind, so it's just, like, super plain and obvious that he knows a lot. Like, you get a clear, vivid image of this figure. It's, like, a tall, dark-skinned man in a top hat wearing a domino mask, and his skin and, like, appearance kind of looks illusory um you guys don't really actually know what's up with the mask so much because only bumbershoot did the check on it but for the audience who may remember it's it's a masquerade mask that people use because it has an illusion on it that allows you to, to disguise your identity and but you get a perfect image of this person that you've never seen before and you also get some related images you see like a you see a destroyed house in a field and you see um A bunch of items just like weird miscellaneous like capsules and some kind of weird mechanical tchotchkes you don't even know what any of them are but you see them very clearly like there's it's almost like an overload as soon as you say garrick the great his mind is like on fire with these things
0: look i i i I get the feeling that that you might know something about this and it's it's cool if it's a if it's a tough subject like a sore subject or something but I've seen that they're really they're really mean to you, and the the last thing I want to see is for them to come back and just come hassle you again. I know that you know they shouldn't because Wallop City is a pretty good way of deterring them, but is is there anything that like if i if I see them, I can tell them to get them to back off like do you know anything about what they thought you might know um, so you've passed all your charisma checks, he trusts you,
3: there's no reason why he wouldn't answer, and he just says. Yeah, I I I know him. I I seen him uh at the old the old wizard's place on the other side of the of the of the bubble. Uh do you know where that that broke house is? The one with the where the wizard used to live back in the old days? I I don't. Sorry. Oh, I saw I saw him there. It was like right right at midnight at the at the time that is the house because time is weird, but you know what I mean—the darkest time. Mm. And I was just going for a walk, and I saw him.
0: Old, old wizard's house by the by the bubble. Something did you say by the bubble?
3: Yeah, on the other side. We're on. I don't know if it's weest or
0: on on the other end of the bubble. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do do did you see him doing anything suspicious or? I mean, he was being real cool. Was that suspicious? Are we talking cool as in? the metaphor because he was using ice magic or uh
3: oh you've you you learned what a metaphor
0: oh i you about metaphors yeah he's talking about metaphors
3: (laughs) no i just mean he has a real cool like hat and just looks suave which is a a fancy word for like cool
0: am i still in my second minute of detect thoughts
3: yeah, I mean, you're in it, you, it's just like scrolling through a slideshow, it's like you're in Garrick the Great's Instagram now, and it's all just, like, okay. glamour <laughs> shots of this handsome man in a hat.
0: I'm not getting anything from Detect Thoughts that would imply that he's holding anything back here.
3: There's a lot, so it's hard, it's hard to say, like, what there is left to hold back, because there's a lot, it's possible.
0: Okay, um, look, Wolf, I, I'm gonna have to go in in a second, like, before they come back, because I don't want them capturing me again, but before I go... Do you mind if I try one of your potatoes because I hear you do pretty good potatoes uh sure uh i i not I ain't cooked it yet it's they're all kind of raw do you i could always i could always take one to have later if 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 you'd be right with that that i'd I'd really like to try your potatoes yeah of course uh i
3: mean uh you're an honorary ambassador to Wallop city now, so <laughs> and he he knights you with his <laughs> muddy shovel
0: oh th- thank you for the great honor i shall I shall cherish this this royal title <laughs> for all of my days. Thank you. Um, I can, like, look. I, I I'm gonna go before they come back. But next time I got a day off, what do you like to do when you've got time when you're not looking after potatoes? I I ain't really never had no friends
3: to hang out with, so I don't. I mean, I have ideas of what I would like to do. I just I don't know if I, I what I like because I never got a chance. What ideas you got? uh we could we could run and try try to tag each other. It's like a game. I saw some kids do it once. It looks fun. that seems pretty fun, and we can draw things on the ground with our claws. ooh what do you like what what do you like the
0: idea of drawing? I like drawing trolls eating dwarves <laughs> that sounds pretty fun like okay okay how how's about this? Next time I have a day off, we are gonna do some drawing, and we will try catching each other. You promise, I promise next time, I have a day off. that's what we're doing Plus I'll let you know what the potato was like cause I'm very excited to try this potato uh, okay uh, awesome thank you okay well i'll uh i will see you soon, and i just i I walk off not obviously the same way the avant garde went, but <laughs> closely enough that I can find them when i'm out of out of sight. <laughs>
4: Uh, we're gonna can we can I do a quick side scene with Zoe?
3: Yeah, we're gonna have to have a whole. We're gonna have to have two side scenes. One <laughs> is the impending domestic dispute, <laughs> and I guess this could be the first one.
4: When Roland finally catches up with Zoe, wherever she is, he's gonna be rubbing his face and saying, "Well, <clears throat> uh, that's a way to sell a uh, sell a lead like that."
1: I think she got it.
4: She should be fine. She's very good at. Well, she's very persuasive, much more so than I can be, at the very least.
1: Yeah, you got walloped like three times in the face.
4: Twice in the face. That second one was just a really strong hit. He wanged you real good. Yes, he he did. I, uh, I, I wanted to share something with you, Zoe, something that's been troubling me for the past few days. Okay. Do you know why you got that furniture in your room?
1: I didn't know. I thought maybe it was something we got from Penny for finding out what happened to the
4: sheath? No, no. Apparently Maximilian Hawthorne is in the custody of the Warden. Somehow his spirit has been imprisoned by the Warden. That is why we got, you got that furniture. Because that was the, that was the uh, the payment for that particular job. Mm. I, I have no idea how he did because as far as I could tell, Max Hawthorne was staying at the house with Alice, but somehow he ended up in the Warden's possession somehow, and here we are. I've been trying to keep an eye on Alice a little bit because I'm fairly certain that that information would have left her quite a bit sore. You wouldn't know anything about what might be the situation here, would you?
1: The situation about how Hawthorne got into the Warden's possession?
4: It's just very confusing, because I have no idea how he could have gotten why he would have been over there, but...
1: I mean, I know that I gave Alice that one message about Bumbershoot.
4: Message about Bumbershoot? Yes,
1: yeah, she wanted me to find out where Bumbershoot was. Why would she care where Bumbershoot is? I don't know.
4: It's very curious. I might have to ask her about that, but needless to say, the fact that we're seeing her outside of her home is a pretty good sign that the knowledge of what's happened to her husband has left her rather distressed, and I have become more concerned about the warden with each passing day.
1: Do you think the warden's a bad guy?
4: No. It's, it, would be, it would be too simple to say that he's a bad guy. One can be honest and righteous with their intentions, but their execution of their beliefs can still be more harmful than beneficial, and I feel that might be the case here. I don't doubt that the warden ultimately wants to try to do good, but he also seems to refuse to even address or question things that might be causing more harm than good, like the barrier. And it's been causing me a bit of distress to tell you the... uh, to, to be honest with you, Zoe.
1: What can I do to help?
4: For now, just listening to me is more than sufficient. So, thank you. I apologize for putting this on you, but since I know that you also wish to dispel the barrier around here, I feel that it's important for us to share a little bit of ourselves to each other to make sure that we're all on the same page and able to help each other, you know?
1: Yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, Yeah, I guess you're right, Roland. Uh, I want to note she did like pause there about to say something and chose not to.
4: Roland doesn't pursue uh, a line of question there. He's just—it seems very clear that he's been—he's trying to get something off of his mind while he rubs the the rather swelling bruise on his cheek. There, hopefully, Vel- hopefully, Valtari getting a good lead for us. Ugh, this is going to sting for a bit longer, isn't it?
3: <sighs> Meanwhile, Theodora, hey, Jeebus! All <laughs> right, so you get pulled aside by your. I don't even have all the terminology for what you're doing or trying or in right now. <laughs> Your couple, I guess, looks at you and Claudia says, can you just, can you not chill for like a minute?
2: Oh, what I do?
3: You were really uncool back there and unchill.
2: What, do you, what did I do that was uncool and unchill?
3: It just feels like you're making this about you instead of about us. How so? All right. Uh, she <laughs> Claudia's just like, oh, okay. I forgot for a second. It's Dora. This is not a conversation <laughs> that's going to lead to anything particularly useful. Uh, I'm trying. So there's several different ways this scene goes, right? We can sit here and have like an adult conversation about like the contours of a polyamorous relationship. Or we can make jokes about it. What are you interested in, Lauren?
2: <laughs> Maybe a little bit of both.
3: Okay. That does seem like us.
2: Um be like, what did I, what did I do? I don't know what I did. Please explain. I'm bad at this.
3: Claudia says, Listen, Dora, you're fun. Yeah. And you're <laughs> you're very you. Yeah. And it's it's yeah, it's cool. It's just like right now we're in like kind of a weird, fragile place and it would be helpful if you could just maybe not add a bunch of pressure to everything right now. Like drawing a bunch of attention and like getting a lot of people to like ask questions and stuff i just don't think it's healthy right now so like i we want to have fun with you and we want to hang out and maybe we'll get to another place but like right now if it could be a little bit lower key
2: okay i will attempt that sometimes i'm bad at things but i will try
3: Uh, that's that's all we're asking
2: do you guys ever think about getting like metal gloves so you can hold hands Think about it.
3: We've tried stuff. There are things... Is this the place, Dora? Uh, I'm aware... <laughs> I am aware of the concept of prophylactic measures.
2: Whoa. Hey, I was just talking about holding hands.
3: Okay, it's clear to me that you only know one definition of that word. So...
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'll try to find another one. Um, we we tried stuff. There are There are things and stuff.
2: I would like to know about the things and stuff.
3: All right, I'll show you the things and stuff chest. Nice. <laughs> we, we have a place. We have a a drawer and there's a, inside the drawer, there's a secret drawer and inside that there's a box. We'll talk we'll show you the box later.
2: Can I see the secret drawer too?
3: <clears throat> of course. You got to get through the drawer to get to the box. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <It's> just...
4: <laughs> <laughs> how how old is Dora by the way? I, I just want to just
3: thousands of years old
4: okay okay
3: <laughs> okay so you guys have agreed to reel it back in public a little bit and then in private off screen you'll have perhaps a more intimate conversation hey. those could be interesting i just don't know if they're super great podcast material <laughs> for lauren if lauren do you- if you and i want to talk about how to have sex with acidic goo in front of thousands of people we can find a platform for that <laughs>
4: I'm pretty sure there's conventions that will be open to a panel about that.
0: I was thinking more like we want YouTube content that's not just the episode uploads.
2: (laughs) Oh my god, I'm so down for that. Let's do it
0: a little peek
3: behind the curtain the the concept of the character of robin is kind of a uh, an inversion of this anime trope of goo girls i don't know if you guys are aware of like
0: yeah the anime
3: monster girls or the associated like anime trope so the idea was to like flip it and be like it's not sexy it's really inconvenient and w- would ruin a life but like lauren is determined to make it sexy
2: <laughs> hey that's what I'm here for. I guess.
3: And I guess we're just rolling with it because wherever, whatever you guys are interested in, that's where the show will take us. Okay. So the group rejoins. I don't know. There's no way to transition. Like that wasn't an edit for future reference. Uh, that's just how the show has been recorded in linear time. Uh, the group regroups. Veltari turns up. Hello. <laughs> so you guys share all your information, I suppose.
0: Yeah.
4: Can we have a little bit of downtime right now?
3: Yeah, so I'd like to give narrative context for the for the downtime, but yeah, if you guys want to recharge your stuff, you don't have to immediately head out, right. particularly if you're going to follow the lead you got from Wolf, because he said he saw Garrick the Great at the equivalent of midnight, mm. hmm. so you guys have time. If you want to roll history right now for information on that house, because it sounds like something that has history. Oh,
4: jeez. 14 on my history check. <laughs>
3: Zoe got a three, so she actively detracts from the sum knowledge inside of Ilium. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, R- 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 Roland was like, I think it's that one house in the corner. Zoe's like, there's no corner there!
3: Three! <laughs>
4: <laughs> Thank you, that I, that I actually get the highest result on a skill that is relevant to my, my stats.
3: Yeah, sometimes dice are good. So uh, Veltari comes over and says, Yeah, Wolf saw him at this old house on the other side. And everyone's like, What the heck's that? And then the only person who has any context
4: <sighs> is Roland. Uh, it's hard enough for me to focus on what I'm trying to think about with my face still throbbing from earlier.
0: To be fair, you did try and enter Clobbering Town without a permit.
4: Listen, I was doing that strictly <laughs> to help you, Veltari.
0: Oh, I'm I'm aware. I, I, it doesn't mean I'm not going to have a laugh at your expense, but uh, th- thank you, thank you for helping sell that. Uh,
3: so, Roland, you have heard of this house before. It's on the far side. It's abandoned. Like the roof is caved in. Uh, you know, someone lived before there before. Uh, all you've heard about it is that it's a wizard, and wizards come and go. There's every every week at least one wizard shows up. Most of the time, they don't last. You're constantly scooping wizard guts out of the gutters so it's just like oh a wizard used to live there he's dead now probably this was a long time ago the house is abandoned that's what you know
4: all right well i'm gonna regain some hit points real quick here and then uh let's see here 11 and plus yep i added yeah. the d6 already in there for the uh 21 so that brings about to 83 hit points okay
0: to to roll to roleplay your uh, song of rest that you get from me, it's just like a very standard children's lullaby. I play you as if you are a small child, and I'm just like, <laughs> nah, this is this is what you get. You get a nice, quiet lullaby as you go to sleep.
3: What is your plan of attack on this? Are you guys going to just walk over the, to the house and just sit and wait for midnight, like, in Elder Scrolls? <laughs> just hit, like, select, wait for seven hours? Or
4: are you actually going to do anything on the way? We can either do a stakeout or an approach.
2: I say we stop by the base for stakeout snacks, and then we stake out once we have the proper snackage.
4: If by stakeout snacks you mean more preserves, then
2: preserves and
3: crabs.
4: Oh jeez! All right,
3: so you guys stop by Avant Garde headquarters for stakeout snacks, stakeout steaks. I like that idea, that you guys get, like, <laughs> Steakums
0: <laughs> for your steak out.
4: Steakum snacks.
0: <laughs> if if we're stopping to do food, can I prepare something with the potato? Of course, yeah. Uh, I I want to try and make some, like, let's go for, like, crinkle, cru- uh, crinkle cut wedges.
3: Does anybody have cooking proficiency?
4: I think one person does. That'd be the dragon, right?
1: Uh, Zoe did. I don't know if she still has a proficiency anymore. Now she's a dragon. Drumming was harder.
4: You could be the sous chef.
1: You can still roll for it.
4: Plus three. It'd be a plus three bonus that's then. A, it's yeah. A plus four. Some of us are level nine. <laughs> Thank you for correcting me.
3: Sixteen. Nice. Okay, so I mean, that's it's almost as good as it could be. Like twenty is the is the Gordon Ramsay threshold. You're almost there. Do you want to describe what uh, you and Veltari do in the kitchen with that one single potato?
0: (laughs) We somehow make this potato into like a shareable size. Like we we, we make some very thin wedges out of it so that everyone feels like they can at least have a couple of them. It's like when you go to a a very fancy restaurant, you get a square plate and like two potato
3: wedges and then like a, a syrup swirl.
0: Yeah, but they're very nicely done. Like, we sprinkled some spices on them, you know, we, like, fried them up so they were, like, very crispy on the outside, but soft on the inside. Like, these are very good premium gourmet wedges.
1: (laughs) And and you can't (laughs) doubt the flavor that a dragon's fire brings to roasted uh, potatoes.
0: Oh, it just adds the nicest smoky quality to it. Yeah,
3: smoky or whatever Zoe's breath happens to taste like.
4: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Roland's gonna be watching this while having his face like covered with. For some reason, we have a bag of frozen peas in whatever the freezer is, just because, of course, we do. And he's just using them to kind of soften the the numbness of his face a little bit from earlier, just while.
3: Well. Uh, Winifred sees your bruised face, and he brings you the peas, and you can see he has little socks on all his tentacles. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yes, and he's like,
1: "Wow, you guys had a big day." You did it! I'm all warm.
4: <laughs> I think I think I think we might have hit pay dirt with our with what we are, with our most recent uh, stop in the investigation.
3: While you're here, do you have anything else you guys need? Because I can help you over sending, but there's no substitute for just having the books right here. It's a good chance if you can think of anything.
4: Do you have any records on the on the Wizard House on the far side of Ilium? And Roland kind of outlines the house in question. Uh,
3: Let me check. Um, Yeah, okay. This was before any of us were here. So I didn't see this in person, but I, I guess he was a really strong wizard who lived here. The, I think the the warden busted him personally, which doesn't usually happen. He usually gets other people like us to do it. And usually those people eventually die because this is a dangerous job, which is why there's only two bounty hunting companies left in Ilium, but that's fine. That's a way to do stuff.
4: What was the warden busting him for? What was the crime?
3: It seems like he was really dangerous. Uh, let me check. Um, it looks like kidnapping and murder.
4: That's, That's certainly a combination there, and odd for a wizard to be pulling it off in this town.
3: Seemed like a pretty bad dude.
4: Given what we've heard, there still might be someone there. And I doubt he's a bad enough dude to still a bad enough dude to still be the resident there.
3: No, it seems like he got busted, and he's all busted, like busted esque.
4: Well, we will be checking out that location tonight to see if what we've heard is true about uh, the most recent case. Uh, uh, I'm personally not sure how it's going to turn out, but we'll be in contact if we get any further information.
0: Okay. Good luck. Oh, before we go, Winnie mm-hmm. I have a favour to ask you. Cool. Uh you know your preserves? Yep. Any chance you get a uh a jar of them sent out to Wolf and let them know that they're uh that that I I got I got the jar sent over? Of course. Thank you, you're the best.
3: Pretty much. <laughs> Not a lot of competition in here, honestly. <laughs>
4: he's better than everyone here yes that is true
3: <laughs> all right so
0: uh one preserves what do you know what flavor he likes uh is there a flavor that would pair well with potato <laughs> I, I'll, I'll whip something up i'll figure it out i gotta check my cookbooks but thank you 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 uh you know you know what's up
3: all right uh so you guys are gonna head out the rocks are still with you
1: and
0: i guess they're just gonna chill in the steak out is the plan
1: I mean, they brought nothing to the stakeout like banquet, but
0: I I might do some gentle ribbing to point out that they've they've not really contributed much of anything yet in this, and that that's kind of a thing that I told them <laughs> at the beginning would happen. But it's it's nothing too harsh, just a little sort of playful. Uh, so uh, how's how's that contributing to our mission thing going? Where you help us? how's as that going?
3: <laughs> I was expecting you guys to rebuff them at the crime scene when they clearly were trying to steal your leads, but then. Dora kidnapped
0: them <laughs> is what has happened. <laughs> I tried. I, I <laughs> Believe me, I tried to rebuff them. but
2: <laughs> I'm just too smooth.
0: I, I'm now just going to every now and then mock the fact that they've been completely unhelpful. Hmm.
3: All right. So uh, here's what happens is you guys head on over to, I'm just going to call it the wizard's house for now. There's no other way I can think of to refer to it. Here's the thing you notice on the way there that's kind of important. Is that in the distance you guys can see the sacrum. The big white tower. And it's not on the way. So you're kind of cutting across it at an angle. But you do see what appears to be ghostly figures emerging from it. Uh, just pouring out of the walls. Not a ton. But uh, enough that you can see it from a distance. I'm going to fly up to one of them. Uh, you fly up to one of them. Mm-hmm. And it it's a badger. <laughs> it's a badger ghost is what it is. And you're kind of getting up in its grill, and you notice uh, the ghosts that are leaking out of the sacrum, as far as you can tell, all appear to be animals. Mm. you do not see any humanoid ghosts. Mm. do I see any monstrous ghosts insofar as the monsters are monster animals like a and like an owl bear mm-hmm. is the the first thing that comes to mind that would qualify as both a monster and an animal uh you don't see anything like a
1: an abolith or something <laughs> like a but well i, I meant like uh like uh, like a rust monster like the like different kinds of spirit animals we got yeah you do see those
3: kind of monsters yes animal okay monsters yes hmm yeah and they just seem to be trickling out it's not like there's like a it's not like there's a crisis going on it just seems like the tower is leaking ghost animals <laughs> is what's happening
2: can i reach any of them to pet them
3: <laughs> your hand goes through them
2: yeah but i'm still gonna try
3: Hmm. I respect the hustle.
2: I'm also gonna try to eat some of them.
3: Oh, okay. Well, I mean, yeah, in character. Uh, does anybody want to do anything more specific about this, or is it just a phenomena you want to note on your way to the stakeout? Both are legitimate choices.
4: Roland's just gonna note it and move over to the stakeout. The main, the main important thing is that no, no one that would be quote guilty of a crime of any sort is being released. It's Basically creatures that couldn't be viewed as being guilty of anything that are being released.
3: That is a quality observation. (laughs) Yes. Um, So you guys head off to the stakeout. Um, Why don't we roll survival to set up the best possible stakeout? Like, using the terrain and, like, the light and the wind and so forth. I'm a dragon, so I rolled a six. All right, so I think you just
0: fly up. (laughs) (laughs) I rolled a twenty.
2: I roll I rolled an eight because I'm bad at many things,
4: and I roll a a, a non natural one.
3: Oof. Okay, so Veltari's the only one I think who would, on her own, have done a successful stakeout with the rolls six twenty eight and one. So here's how this night goes: as you guys like post up in the grass, you're doing some all gillied up stuff. Uh, Zoe's flying overhead, keeping a keeping an eye on stuff, but not doing a great job. Hey. I'm sorry it's just listen the d- <laughs> the dice compel me the, but the basic portrait of the scene I want to paint for you is that there is a single house all by itself it was like a modest one bedroom kind of house that has fallen into disrepair the ceiling is caved in like all the windows are broken it looks pretty bad and messed up uh you don't I think you guys probably check inside I'm not going to be a jerk about that. You checked it out. It doesn't. There, no one's there. You don't see anything like hiding. There's maybe more to find out. But if you guys are on stakeout, uh, the barrier, the wall, is pretty close to like the backyard. There's only so many angles of approach. So as it gets to the the latest darkest part of the night, I, everyone make a perception check.
4: Seven for Roland.
3: Twenty-five crit. Crit.
0: Uh, twenty-one. Twenty-one also.
3: All right, 21-21. Both probably were good enough, frankly. But the crit goes to Zoe. And so here's what happens. You're flying. This is perfect. The dice are just giving us gifts every week. I just want to be thankful. I just want to bow our head and just be thankful for this gift. uh, That Zoe obviously is the one who sees it because she's flying. Uh, Walking towards this stakeout area is a man in a top hat wearing a domino mask. Very suave, dark-skinned, but also illusory, clearly. There's something magical going on with his appearance. And he's walking uh, towards the house. And he would have gotten there, if not for Zoe's amazing role, without you guys noticing, because your stakeout was kind of mediocre. But your perception game's on point. Zoe, you spot him.
1: All right. Uh, I think Zoe is going to uh, go into, like a nosedive, going like straight, like swooping down on this guy like she's a hawk, or something like that. <laughs> and, uh, she's essentially attempting to get close enough in range that she can cast a uh, hold person. Ooh, okay.
3: So with a crit, you have the drop, so the I need to make a wisdom saving throw to resist hold person? Yes.
4: What's the DC on that thing there?
3: The DC would be 17. 11. <laughs> so you swoop down, and you, I guess you extended a dragon claw, and you cast whole person. Yes. Oh. Well, hold on. Oh. Because this is a spell slot. Yeah. <laughs> Fourteen. I'm pulling this off so perfectly. Surely nothing could go wrong.
4: Surely an elephant will <laughs> spawn from the sky and crush. Oh the- no.
3: <laughs>
4: oh geez, this is this is great. Good job, Chris. Good job.
3: Oh, man, that wild magic roll is a religious experience. There's something. Oh, there's no way this could be so perfect. Okay. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. So here's the, here's the scene. You guys are waiting around a spooky house. All right. Zoe's flying in circles overhead, keeping watch. She sees him. Here comes the, the suspect in his very conspicuous garb. She swoops down, holds out a claw. Stop right there, criminal scum. His arms snap to his side. He's captured. You've got him. The mission is successful. Suddenly. <laughs> Zoe, you feel a tickle in your throat. And you, <laughs> you give a little cough and it just, <laughs> it won't go... <laughs> and suddenly this what starts as a cough is just like a terrible oppressive feeling in your throat and you're trying to cough it out and something falls out of your mouth and then another and then another and you're just coughing these things up and then they start making noise and flying around you (laughs) god
1: what's happening
3: listen you have become a portal for what is a quickly expanding horde of locusts.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and you just retch and throw up just waves and waves of locusts. And this goes on for like a minute. Like whole person runs out. And eventually it stops. And you just feel very bad in your whole body situation. But now everyone is in dangerous terrain, partial cover, in a swarm of locusts.
2: God
3: damn it! <laughs> and you lose sight of Garrick the Great. Does anybody want to do anything in this scene? Because obviously you guys all see this. She's throwing up locusts. I don't know where why it's all vomit stuff. That was that's a total fucking coincidence.
0: <laughs> I I have an idea that I hope will deal with our uh, the person we're looking for not getting away and might also stop the locust problem. Oh, nice. I would like to try and cast Hypnotic Pattern. Mm -hmm. So 120 feet, it's only going to last for a minute, but 30 foot cube, and it should. They have to make a wisdom saving throw. If they fail, they're charmed, they are incapacitated with zero speed. Once again, this is something that hits everybody who sees it, but anyone
3: near Roland is immune, which is all the party members. Zoe is not, but she's dealing with her own stuff right now. So I'll just be <laughs> rolling for um, Garrick. He's going to get advantage on this because it's partial obscurity because of the locusts, so he might not get the greatest view on this. What's the DC? Uh, it's 16. 10. So he fails, but you don't know that, and you also don't know where he is. I probably should have done that hidden GM role, but you summon a gigantic hypnotic pattern that all your friends are immune to, and you think if he's here, he's stuck, stuck staring at it.
0: So we didn't do a role for the locusts. Am I to assume that the locusts are also not moving because of this? Oh, they—they don't have
3: the intelligence to be hypnotized. They are just—they're magically summoned nuisances.
0: Okay, that's that's fair. I I had wondered whether that would be the case, but uh, I'm hoping that this is enough for just when when the incapacitate runs off.
1: Can I roll animal handling to shoo the locusts away? <laughs>
3: <laughs> There's a lot of them. You know what? Try. Let's see where the dice take us.
1: Twenty.
0: <laughs>
3: Christ. All right. So as, as everyone knows, dragons are the natural predator of locusts. <laughs> So you spread your wings and start doing dragon stuff. You're like, ah, everyone fear me. Ah." Get out of (laughs) here.
0: It's not as ridiculous as you suggest. Lizards do like to eat insects.
4: And also this one breathes fire, right?
0: Yeah, nice cooked insects.
3: (laughs) All right. So yeah, you scare off a bunch of them. It doesn't dissipate this obnoxious screeching cloud of these things. But you you have uh, got them away from you. And there's some breathing room here. Let's say that it's going to be easier to figure out if Garrick is still
1: here because of what you've done now. So if you guys want to look for him in the locust swarm. So perception check if I just want to try to like look around to see how far away from me he's gotten. Correct. Which And it won't be with this advantage because of your animal handling. 18.
3: That's pretty good. So you start flying through the locusts looking for Garrick. And uh, as the swarm spreads out, it's not... It Doesn't not enough to like engulf all of Ilium, right? It's localized around this spooky house. You see the humanoid silhouette of a man posted up on top of this caved-in roof, like standing on the edge of it, like Batman, basically, who's just like surveying his locusty scene. Um, but of course, he's stuck in place because he's staring at the hypnotic pattern, uh, and you you spot that silhouette. But uh, time is ticking because it takes a bit to find him. Okay. The hypnotic pattern lasts for a minute.
1: Uh, yes, one minute.
4: All right. It's going to come down to the wire.
1: I have something I want to do, but I want to let everybody else have an opportunity.
4: Is it, it it's possible for Zoe to point out where he is?
1: Uh, yeah, fr- talking is a free action if she wants to yell. He's on the roof! Yeah, I mean, she she could definitely say something to that effect, because she's also going to be heading in that direction.
4: Roland is going to hold up his shield and point at uh the supposed Garrick. And cast one of his spells, Compelled Duel.
0: Oh!
4: He needs to make a Wisdom saving throw if he wants to move any further than thirty feet away from me.
3: All right. So stylize that for us. What is your cool be- challenge?
4: So basically, Roland kind of holds up a shield, raises his sword, points it at Garrick, and says, <clears throat> "In this fog of locust, even you cannot hide from the might of our will." You will stay here until you answer our questions. Garrick, if that is your real name. Twelve? Nope. You need need to beat 16.
3: Oh, yikes. All right, so he's now compelled to duel Roland. He's hypnotized by by Valtari, and Zoe is
4: swooping in. Yeah. Not going great for him.
2: Dora's going to say, get him, Roland!
4: Uh, Basically, (laughs) if he attacks anyone other than me... It has disadvantage in the attack roll. And if it wants to move anywhere that's more than 30 feet away from me, it must make a saving a wisdom saving throw. So I'm saying it because I don't even know if it's a guy we're dealing with here, man. Let's be honest.
3: Sure. I'm using male pronouns because of the way he interacted with Bumbershoot at the party. But, you know, you guys don't know what's really going on. with his identity. So yeah, it's an open question.
1: Zoe. So I want to swoop in. And he's he's compelled to, like fight roland but i don't think she knows that yeah so she's trying to do her like facilitate that on her own as well so i'm going to cast a spell that i haven't cast with her yet which is uh, telekinesis yikes so what kind of save do i have to make everyone's just busting out their (laughs) 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 spells this is a strength check against my uh, spell dc and if uh i win the contest essentially i am able to move the creature up to 30 feet in any direction including upward all right, so here comes the strength check. Eight. That is not good enough. All right, so what do you do? You have 30 feet of freedom. So she's basically going to be, like, already seeing Roland, like, put up his shield. And I assume she's thinking he's saying, like, some, like, super cool, like, anime line. Like, uh, like we will defeat you. Uh, you've messed with the wrong ombre or something like that. So she's like, I'm going to help this guy out. And I'm going to just essentially, like, telekinetically toss Garrett. Uh, as close as she can to Roland. Um, and then I also need to make sure I don't cause more nonsense to happen with another 14, which I guess I can't do since we just did a 14, so 12 on the wild magic. Oh gosh. Huh. Oh no. Huh.
3: Huh. Huh. This one isn't hilarious. This one is. How is this gonna work? Zoe realizes she's gonna die one day. Like, oh no! <laughs> uh, so no. What happens is, um, you remember when you hit the when you did the mass unlocking wave? Yes. In Hawthorne House, something very similar happens to you when you do that. So you use telekinesis. You rip Garrick off the roof and throw him down on the ground in front of Roland, and a wave of magic emanates from you and just rolls over everybody. It seems to go out th- throughout the whole town. And you don't know what, it's, what it does right now. It just rolled over everybody. It clearly did something, but the consequences aren't clear to you right now.:
2: Oh no.
1: Pineapple!
3: Uh so. <laughs> actually, the, OK. The consequences become immediately clear.) <laughs> <laughs> you open your mouth and you do not make any sounds.
2: <laughs> huh. Is that all of us? Dora tries to talk to you?:
3: You do not talk.
2: Oh, heck.
3: On the ground, Garrick is broken out of his hypnotic reverie because he is face down on the ground, and he withdraws something from an inner pocket of his getup, his very fancy, uh, ostentatious garb. Mm-hmm. And it's this small black device. Uh, when Veltario was in Wolf's mind, she saw a, 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 these like a bunch of weird items, just like I said, the t- mechanical tchotchkes she couldn't really identify. Uh, it's one of these, and it has a button on it. And he pushes it. And nothing immediately that you guys understand happens. But on the ground, at Roland's mercy, he has done something.
0: I'm now just rifling through all my spells being like, oh crap, which ones can I actually still use without being able to say anything? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh no. (laughs) The spell silence hoses most magic, as we
3: discussed very briefly when Zoe was in the magic timeout bubble (laughs) because of
1: the polka. But yeah. Can I fly down and try to land on uh, Garrett the Great? Sit on him. And just use my dragon weight? Yeah. Uh, you absolutely can. Is that what you do? Yeah, I think that's what she's going to try to do. As you do that, you
3: fly and you go to land on him with your hind legs, your big claws. And um, as you come in for that attack, uh, there is just an explosive wave of ice magic that radi- radiates out from his body as if in automatic reaction to your assault. And so make a dexterity save to avoid this ice blast.
4: Mm -hmm. With a plus five bonus to it.
3: Fifteen. Yep, you do save. So you're going to take half damage from this.
4: Now, is that just to Zoe?
3: Uh, Yeah, it does seem to be targeted. It seems to be like an automated defense system, essentially, for anyone who tries to attack him. Kind of like Gara. I don't know what that means. (laughs) I do! (laughs) It's a (laughs) Naruto thing. (laughs) Nerds! No! Oh, holy poop! You take 14 damage as this wave of ice slams into you and it stops your assault. You can try again, but you you get the you get the sense you're just gonna keep getting buffeted by ice if you try to stab him with your claws.
0: To try and buy us some more time, I'm gonna use my remaining level three spell slot to cast Hypnotic Pattern again <laughs> because it doesn't have a verbal component. <laughs>
3: What are the chances of that? All right, here comes my wisdom saving throw again. You do not succeed. All right, so Garrick kind of just uh, gets to his feet defiantly, like ha ha ha, I've won the day. You can't approach. <laughs> oh wait, he doesn't actually say anything. He just like gets to his feet defiantly, as if uh, you can't touch me. But then here's a huge hypnotic pattern. He looks up at it and he is kind of
0: just is for a minute. He's gonna stare at it. You've got one minute to work out what
4: to do, team. Uh, Roland is right in front of him, so he's going to try to reach over and rip off the mask.
3: Okay, so, uh, if you try to, try to make contact, you're aware that you're going to take ice damage, and you just want to try to get through, you want to muscle through it, is what you're saying?
4: You're damn right I will.
3: All right. so, the way we can do this is, uh, you can choose to fail the dexterity saving throw, which is, represents you kind of dodging it, and just walk through it, take full damage, and then we'll let you do that. How does that sound?
4: Damn straight, let's do it.
3: All right. Oh, ah,
4: that roll is yes. not good.
3: Yes. <laughs> Only seventeen damage. So you guys are all standing right Like, how do we approach this dangerous foe? And Roland just <laughs> walks up and just tries to rip his mask off. The wave of ice just hits him square in the chest. It doesn't. I mean, it hurts. Like he probably his nips are probably not having the best day of his life. But
4: <laughs> uh, and and I think let me just clarify. Let me just check earlier to the uh, to the shovel scene. I think this actually hit just about as hard as that shovel did back then uh anyways
3: okay so wow a lot of things a lot of things my friends (laughs) are happening I'm trying to think of how this interacts because there's a lot going on now. There's a, a veil of silence that has fallen over the battlefield. There's a huge hypnotic pattern. There's a some kind of magical ice defense. He also hit a button that you guys don't know what happened. Like this is like a JoJo fight where it takes ten pages to explain all of the the way the wires are like running between the combatants. So if you cut one of them, it only get, you know. Uh, battle tendency was quite a thing mm-hmm. So Roland, you reach out You grab the side of the domino mask You're about to tear sideways mm-hmm. When a ghostly serpent Bites into your wrist And then another And then another And then you see this character's spirit animal Rising up behind them And it is a Hydra Okay So I'm going to roll attack rolls against you which is What's going to happen right now Okay So Hydra, Hydra Sixteen and twenty-four. One of them hits me. All right. Oh, only five damage. Once again, Roland is not particularly upset by that assault. Um, but this this Hydra has reared up behind Garrick. Uh, do you want to do what you, you can? Now you can rip the mask off, but now you are also aware that you are in melee range of a what is a quickly unfurling ghostly enemy with many teeths.
4: Roland. Roland takes his free hand. Well, he takes his hand that's on his shield, rests it against his own chest, imbuing himself with a sheen of light as he heals himself up by 20 hit points, (laughs) back to 81, and then rips the mask off.
3: (laughs) Uh, Roland's like, listen, I know you did your best. You barely hurt me, and also, I just undid it. So can we we all just take a step back and appreciate how good my character is? Um, So you rip it off, and you hear... The click of whatever that device was, and suddenly everything gets rewound.
2: God damn it!
3: To the point when he first clicked it, and he is on the ground again. We all
0: remember what happened. During the first rewound section. Correct. So
2: basically, he's Yoshikage Kira, is what you're saying.
1: Holy shit!
3: I'm not saying anything in particular. Yes, you are! Here's what I'm saying. Garrick the Great is face down on the ground, in front of Roland. He clicks... Bla- it looks like a black grenade with a red button on top. That's what it looks like. He clicks it.
1: So we, we, we have the logic of... Like, we remember what happened prior to him doing another One Bites of Dust on us, correct? (laughs) Your spell slots are
3: still gone. Your damage is still there. It's almost like you just mechanically, like, did your
1: actions in reverse and laid back down. Okay. Can I fly up, like, towards him? Similar to the same way I did it before where, like, it would look like I was about to just try to land on him to squish him in place. Mm -hmm. But this time when I get close, I want to summon fat boy slim mm-hmm. and i wanted to sh- i want to disintegrate his metal grenade penny activating device wow you're you guys are very
3: good at D, is the thing <laughs> <laughs> you can absolutely do this here's the two things i would say is one fat boy slim goes in for the attack he's gonna get hit with the wave and you guys are sharing a soul so that damage is gonna hit you okay and like i said to roland just powering through it means you auto fail are you okay with that
1: uh well here's the thing Uh uh-huh there is a very good likelihood Uh this attack could kill me however oh my god zoe doesn't care because she wants to go in and do something heroic so yes is the answer to that question (laughs) this would be an amazing way to die
3: (laughs) (laughs) all right how much health do
1: you have before i push this button uh, 25. I was at th- 39, took 14 damage.
2: Oh, oh no.
1: All right. You have 25
3: health. You have 25 health. Here comes the damage as Fatboy Slim rams through a wave of ice. Boo! 31 oh. damage. Oh. Fatboy oh. Slim freezes solid in midair. And then Zoe Legrand, Red Dragon, freezes in midair because her soul has been frozen and she begins to plummet from the sky.
4: Roland is going to, uh, as a bonus action, once he sees like Zoe, uh, Zoe start to fall, invoke the power of the Griffin into himself, causing wings to sprout out of his back. Mm-hmm. And he immediately lunges upwards in the air to both catch Zoe, the frozen Zoe, Mm-hmm. and immediately apply Leon hands on her as she's falling before she has a chance to do a death-saving throw.
3: Awesome. So you save Zoe's life, because she definitely would have shattered on the ground. Right. Very much like Lyra, in fact. At which point, Garrick scrambles to his feet, withdraws another device from inside of his coat. This one is like a weird clockwork. It looks like a basically a steampunk alarm clock, and he punches the button on top of it, and... Just bursts into smoke, like a ninja, and is gone.
2: Can't roll perception to see if he's...
3: No, I mean, you see him physically explode into smoke. Okay. He's not hiding in smoke.
2: I don't think we can talk yet, but Dora's gonna be like, that motherfucker.
3: <laughs> you guys immediately all learn American Sign Language and figure out how to say that motherfucker.
4: Um. So Zoe is gonna be back up to 20 hit points mm-hmm. by the time Roland sets her down on the ground.
3: All right, so that was a pretty amazing fight. Do you guys have an idea of what you want to do next?
0: Well, we don't know where Garrick the Great has gone. Mm-hmm. It might be worth our time to go and recuperate and rest up and heal up and get some, take some nice long rest before we go and uh, try and fight that particular person again, perhaps.
3: All right, so as you guys go back to the avant-garde headquarters... To rest and recover for the night, you start walking back across the lily filled fields of Ilium when you notice that the grass beneath your feet is white with frost as it crunches beneath your footfall. And as you draw closer to home, it becomes more and more clear that you are in Garrick the Great's icy wake. As the HQ appears on the horizon, you see, to your horror, that the building itself has been iced over, its windows and doors frozen shut, and the ground outside piled high with snow. And so I imagine your first instinct is to try to contact Winifred, but as you all begin running through the snow to try to get home, shouting out the password to get in touch with your secretary, you are only met with silence. As always, I'd like to thank Overclock Remix for our theme music, including Acoustic Jam at the Lucifer Alpha, an arrangement of Biohazard from Snatcher, Simply Begrooved, an arrangement of Simple and Clean from Kingdom Hearts, and Mystic Chemicals, an arrangement of Mystic Cave and Chemical Plant Zone from Sonic the Hedgehog. Executive Producers for June 2017 are Jade, Kerstine Haslinger, Exstellaris, Joseph Timbrello, the Cult of Gorfinax, Irving Royale, Andrew Grothin, Paul Mullen, Finch DeYoung, Luke Powers, Michael Goodell, Brent, Sarah Likens, Pruitt Holcomb, Artemis BJJ, Martial Arts in Bristol, Francois V. Tarka, Melissa Nielsen, Shyness, Dennis Pancake Detlefson, Ripter Stormwolf, Miko from Finland, Dennis Bangston, Josh Mosier, Andigo Van Dane. James Bevan Ellison Ansel Sydney Marzing Justa Jester John Potts Kevin Dobbins Say Varden Akrasimova Carl Brady Warner Kitty Foe James Neely Eugene T. Marissa Donaldson Melanie Joe Lana Seawolf Toby Gleason Stack Ruby Offer Matthew Weber Sarah Hanley Melissa Booker Cameron Abbess Dylan Gary Sayon Anna Stoolfar, Sean the host of Funk Dunk Giorgio Renna, Harrison Andrew, Kevin Sidlow, Christopher Charlotte, Jorit, Vigor Arnston, Cody Jackson, August Rue, Athos, and Ingmar Gremin. You can join this list by supporting the show at patreon.com/slash Austin Yorsky, and you can support Chris and his artistic endeavors at patreon.com/slash weekly manga recap. And you can find Laura at patreon.com/slash Laura K Buzz. You can also help support the show by liking, commenting, and subscribing to us on Google Play, iTunes, YouTube, or Podbean, or anywhere else you found us. Are you pirating us right now? Are we on the deep web? If you're a cop, you have to tell me.